Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss. You name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I have created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Marriage and divorce, mental health, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics we discuss here. But let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful, am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is Tiffany Vaughn. So for today's episode, I thought I would start with this question. Have you heard of the term birth doula? I know I definitely had heard of that term. I never used one for our kids, but I know a lot of people who have. But have you ever heard the term death doula? I did not even know that that existed until earlier this year when I was introduced to a incredible woman named Tanya, who is a death doula or a death walker. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss the concept of death doulas and all things spirituality. And I cannot wait for you to hear what this is about. So without further ado, here is my interview with Tanya. Hi, Tanya. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Good. It is so good to have you on my podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about a topic that is usually not considered exciting or anything by by that means, but I, I love I love what you do and I love and I just want to get to it right away. But I should introduce how I met you. And that was through I had a reading with Jenny Ogilvie. And yes. I love her. Just love she's her. amazing. She's so she's amazing. amazing. I absolutely yeah. adore her. Yeah, she is amazing. And it was in this reading, because her and I just kind of chat too. Like it's not really a normal reading. It's just we chat. And she's like, oh, you because I started talking to her about the films that I was starting to make. And she's like, you know who you should talk to? You should talk to this, this lady that I know, Tanya. She is a death doula. I was like, what? is that I honestly had never heard of that before that came out of her mouth and so we started talking about it a a bit and after I got off the call with her I looked you up immediately on Facebook and I that's when I contacted you and that's when we had our initial discussion about what you do and it was just fascinating and I knew like when I started this podcast, I wrote down a few names of people I really wanted to talk to about what they do and stuff that they've been through. And one of my pillars is spirituality and you're, you were right at the top. <laughs> and oh. I was so excited when you agreed to be on my podcast. So 
what, let's start with what is a death doula? And, or sorry, how did you come to be a death doula? Let's start there. Sure. You just gave me goosebumps. That's Why? so cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> just everything you said. That was oh. such a, that was so neat. So thank you for that. Um, goosebumps are a good sign. They are um, a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit is with us. They are with I, us right now. It is a very interesting story. And since we last spoke, I guess maybe there's a few more um, things that have come together for me in regards to how I became and and what it exactly led me to this path. And so, I mean, to start it off, I truly believe that this is my purpose and this is why I am here. Um, I didn't know though for a long time. And so when you say, oh, you know, I heard about death to and what the heck is that? That was for me too. So it was the exact same for me. I, I had no idea that this existed. Um, when I was younger, I was very, I, I guess, very comfortable with death. It wasn't anything that I um, feared. I was very intrigued. Um, and, and yeah, so it just... It, it snowballed from there. I ran away from any kind of spirituality, any kind of gifts that I had because it was uncomfortable and I didn't know what they were, how to deal with it or what to do with it. Um, And then it just, life just seemed to keep tying me back to death and dying the process. Um, And so that's, that's kind of how it started. I had a series of deaths in my life is really, that was the catalyst. And I can look back at it now and say like, okay, this makes sense. Um, but at the time I was just absolutely gutted. Mm -hmm. So one, um, you know, impactful death in your life is a lot. Um, and when you have a series of them and we're talking like not a series over a period of time, we're talking months and weeks, um, days, Mm -hmm. right. And so it was the universe, was screaming at me that this was happening and you are being shook up. And so, you know, shook I was <laughs> and, and and left to deal with the aftermath of everything and try and put it together. Um, and, and so kind of blending the life experience and blending um, the emotional fallout and impact of, of all of this happening in my life and, and dealing with my children, my family members, um, everybody that was kind of left in dealing with that. Um, I had to figure out what to do, how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I, I need counseling. My family needs counseling. We're going to counseling, right? Everybody said to go to counseling. So go to counseling. Um, so I went to counseling and it helped in some senses and in others it was just like this is not for me this isn't this isn't going to work um some of the things are and i i'm still in counseling so like no i think everybody needs counseling we all need it um but it just for that particular um i guess lost the series of loss i don't think I don't think anybody, I don't think a counselor, I don't think anybody is really prepared um, to have your life torn apart like yeah, that, yeah. very tragically too. And so it's it's not like many of these, some were expected, you know, 
calm, peaceful. My grandma passed away, you know, and some were not. And so it was just the combination of everything. And so then I started on, um, just, I guess my spiritual journey, I felt like, okay, like I have these, um, gifts and some things started to kind of come up in my dreams and, and stuff like that. And so I started on my spiritual journey. I've always, uh, meditated. I've always had, um, I've always had intuitive gifts. I've always had a connection to nature. And so I started to use what I knew and what I had and those modalities, um, to discover and, and just kind of discovering, you know, what this is, what do I do next steps, that kind of stuff. Um, life has changed. There's no returning back to how it was. Right. So you just can't after that. And so I started seeking. So seeking my comfort modalities and seeking more, um, energy. I, again, very sensitive. I can feel energy. I sense things, um, trying to put them into practice. And so then, um, I discovered Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I went to a Reiki session, did a transformation with a lovely lady who is my Reiki master and yeah. very good friend. Um, and it was actually her that introduced me. So after, I don't know, probably about a year of our journey together. Um, she said to me, she said, why don't you look at becoming a death doula? And it was like the earth opened up and swallowed me because it was just like everything just instantly seemed to come into place. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's where it actually started. And so I left her house saying I have never felt so whole in my entire life. Really? Um, Yeah, it was crazy. It was just like, it was almost like a movie, how everything just like, I have goosebumps right now. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) It's good. It's a good thing, right? Spirit (laughs) is with us today. So it's so cool. Um, But yeah, so that's how it started. I went, um, I immediately looked into if there was a course there. Sure enough, there is. Um, I took a course through Douglas College. I completed that. I started my business. Um, I met with Jenny and she said, I don't want to see you in this job ever again. Like it's your time. Um, And so I left my job, which everybody thought I was insane to do so. What were you doing? I still think I'm insane that I did. Um, But I, I'm not, I feel complete. Mm -hmm. What were you doing before you left? I was in sales. So I was a director of sales, territory sales for a very pretty big company. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was very busy traveling a lot. Um, And I mean, like I've always incorporated, you know, some of my, my bits and pieces because I know that they are real. So I've always known that those things are real, Mm -hmm. Um, but to actually leave the comfort of that to be like, okay, no, I'm I'm going to leave. And I actually, I walked into work um, because my Reiki session was on a noon hour and I walk into work and I said, I am going to school. I'm going to become a death doula and I'm going to start my own business. And they were like, Okay, Tanya. Okay. Like, <laughs> did you drink at lunch or what happened? We're not sure. Um, but they supported me. I still am friends with almost everybody there and they support me. People support me. People see um, the joy and the happiness and it truly is a passion for me. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what does a death doula do? 
Yes, um, lots of things. And so a death doula, I, I become more and more comfortable with the term death walker. Um, it, and it just, it's just kind of come to me in the last little while that you are, are literally helping people and are comfortable and those are your gifts. And so I consider my gift a death walker um, and a death doula. And so what a death doula does is that we help people become comfortable with mortality. Overall, big picture, that's what a death doula does. There's lots of little things that we do, uh, but a death doula helps with people, um, whether you're in the process, family members become comfortable with mortality. And that's why I do that. And that's why I think it's so important because um, I've said it so many times, like none of us are getting out of here alive. Nope. It's just not going to happen. Not so happen. And we can't control, we can't control when our time is up. That's just not something that is for us as humans. Mm-hmm. So if you have conversations about your likes and dislikes, the things that you would want, not want, um, if you document that. Um, if you take away that power of having this huge fear over your head, I truly believe you can live a life that you're supposed to, which is filled with joy. I completely agree with that. And in the last year, uh, like I've talked about on my podcast, I've definitely been on a different spiritual awakening and path and having that comfort level of knowing there's more And Mm -hmm. just getting comfortable with that fact has brought me so much peace because I have in past years been absolutely terrified of dying, Mm -hmm. like shaking, terrified. I'd have nightmares about it, um, especially once I had kids and like it would just, it would be awful. Some of my nightmares, right? And I don't have them anymore. And to give people that peace is just amazing. Like it is amazing. Yes. So yeah, yeah. and that's exactly it. When you're sitting with people, what do you do? What do you do with the family? Or Uh, well, there's there's a few things. So with um, so if you've been, um, I mean, recently diagnosed terminal, um, you want to come together and kind of you know sit with those feelings, figure out your next steps. I can do that with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can plan legacy. So legacy gifts for family members, that's something. Um, I'm super creative and I have a huge Rolodex of people that I can reach out to for other creative ideas as well. And so that's something that we can do Um, with families. I can mediate because the death of a loved one is a very trying time. and, And so I can help to speak for the person that is has been diagnosed as terminal, I can help to speak with the family, um, help to kind of not negate the emotions, but kind of cool down. We can turn down the emotions because it's a very it's a very emotional time, um, and work with them on on planning for mm-hmm. and being ready for the death. Um, I do advanced care plans. So I will sit with you when you are 23 to whenever. Um, I will sit with you and help you do an advanced care plan so that it's a legal document uh, Mm -hmm. so that everybody knows your wishes in case of coma, in case of death. Um, And I I can do a family setting 
as well so that everybody is on the same page because if you document all of these wonderful lovely things um, and you don't and you don't tell your family or your family isn't aware of those um, doesn't really work out too well if something happens so I just encourage those open and honest conversations um what else can we do? We put together comfort packs for people and for families. Uh, so anything from, you know, socks, blankets, um, some coffee, gift cards. Um, I work with essential oils and I work with a couple of people that do essential oils as well. You can't burn candles, but smell mm. is very... Um, very important during end stages of life. And so we can diffuse oils. And so working with oils to, you know, come up with something that will work with people in in those kinds of situations. So there's a lot of things and it's very personalized. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's life is different. And so your death should be no different. Um, And so we work to come up with something that's personalized, meaningful for you, your family, and then the practicalities of it. Most people aren't aren't aware of things that can happen in the facilities. So we are are kind of the go-between and work in in the facilities with the doctors, nurses, staff, um, and families just to kind of help bridge that communication. So, um, you know, for example, um, CPR, right? CPR is is something that um, is life-saving, but can be very damaging. So mm-hmm. if you're 95 years old, um, I can have a conversation with you about, okay, like, let's make sure that it's it's in here, you know, with the family. Sorry, not with you, with the family. Let's make sure that it's in here, um, that we don't do CPR because that mm-hmm. won't that won't be good for a, a soul that's 95 years old, right? right. Um, and, mm-hmm. and help to explain that to the family, why we would choose something like that, why this is an option. Um, if you're a medical professional, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That goes outside of your scope of practice. Um, so we're really the go-between and the in-between for those kinds of things. So there's lots of things that we do um, and that I can do. But I'd like to stress mostly that it's very personal. We come up with something that works for everybody individually as it should. Just like with birth doulas, that's very personalized to to the birth family. And so I uh, yeah, I completely understand it being yeah. the same on the on the dying end, right? So yes, yeah. Um, so is this done in a variety variety of settings like the hospital, hospices, homes, yes. all of the above? Yes, yeah. Um, more and more people, and it was before, and more and and there's a a big change towards that so it was before that you would keep your loved ones at home when they were dying um and then you would care for their their body there there'd be washing of the body you would do that with your family um you know funerals wakes etc there was a lot of of emphasis on that previously and then modern medicine um came and changed the scope and so everybody is in hospital and and still to this day a good percentage of people will pass in a hospital or hospice setting Mm -hmm. um but we want to be able to bring home into the hospital or hospice and then care and comfort to home Mm -hmm if that is the choice. So, so what, what is the difference between hospice and what you do? Cause I, like you, like I've told you, I am not there yet. Yes. <laughs> and um, 
with my parents. And so what, what is the difference between the two? Uh, well, not a lot, but some. Um, so we provide no medical care whatsoever. So that's totally against our scope of practice. Um, it's more of a spiritual and emotional support is what a doula provides. Mm-hmm. Um, and so medical care is provided by medical professionals. And so a hospice is a place where uh, end-of-life care is performed. So we can work together in a hospice setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, our scope of practice is pretty, um, pretty opposite but the same at the same time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Still providing that care and comfort. Yes. Care and comfort, the spiritual care, um, you know, the emotional supports coming up with, you know, like um, we, we do absolutely no medical care. So no physical care, um, but we can rub, you know, lotions on hands or, or feet and, and, you know, things like that. They provide comfort to people. Um, but as for like administering medication, that kind of stuff, not in a scope of practice that, that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we leave that to the nurses and doctors that we support as well. I am loving this conversation, but first a word from my sponsor. In my podcast, you've probably heard me refer to finding your person. I believe in the importance of having someone to connect with, such as a therapist or a counselor, a person who can objectively support you on this crazy journey of life. The team at Simply Counseling Services can help you find that person. They focus on keeping things simple on the path to your healing. They offer locations in both North and South Calgary for in-person appointments as well as virtual sessions. Take the first steps on your path to healing by setting up an appointment. Visit their website at simplycounselingservices.com to learn more. What are some of the things your clients say to you at the end of their life that you think my listeners would really like to hear? Um, goodness, there's so much. Um, I think probably trying to think of like lessons that forgiveness is key um it really is a short period of time uh forgiveness isn't necessarily for um for the other but for you just so not to hold those things you know not to hold those things in because at the end it doesn't matter so much um and relationships too so it's important um to keep, manage, and build those relationships. I've never, I've never been with somebody or had a conversation with somebody about a house or, a, you know, a, something like that, a material possession that they're missing. Um, I've had several conversations with people who are re- regret or have hurt around a relationship that is missing mm-hmm. um, and then just take the chances right that's that's really a lot of the conversations take the chances um, do do what you need to do the experiences um, those are what make up a life and so you know go for it basically just go for it mm-hmm. I love that I love both of those messages so much um, I know it those will resonate with a couple of people that I know very, very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what, 
when you're in the room with them, and this is because this is a selfish question for me, because I love my guides and my spirits and my angels so much. Do you think that they are seeing them and feeling them, welcome them home? I I do. Um, I have seen and I know several people that have had the same experience. Um, so there is a period of active dying. So there is a period of, during active dying that um, people are often uh, talking to people in the room that aren't in the room, um, but they're very... They're very with it. So they'll tell you like, don't sit over there. Chester's there, right? (laughs) Um, So it's very specific and you're like looking at an empty chair, right? And so there are, there several stories, like I said, several experiences. Oh, I'd love to hear a couple. I'd love to hear. Um, I'm trying to think of something very specific. Um, I can, you know, I can speak to this because my grandma. So um, my grandma died at home before I was a death doula, my grandma died at home. And my grandma is like, she is my, my person. Uh, she is the person that like taught me to embrace my intuitive gifts and taught me, um, you know, like the, when I said to you, like, I have an ancestral, it's from my grandma. She is that person. Um, and so when she was at home, Um, she had several conversations with my grandpa who passed away years and years and years. Like he was three years, I was three years old when he passed away. So she had, um, conversations with him and, you know, some of their, their family members or brothers, sister-in-law, that kind of stuff. They were going riding, they were in the field, um, you know, all kinds of things and just very clear. And, and you just knew that it was true. They, they're not, their eyes are open. They're looking over in the corner, having conversations. Like you just, you know, in your heart that it's true. It's not the medication. It's not something else. It's like, this is what's happening. Um, you know, bright lights, that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's necessarily, I haven't experienced it, but I've heard lots of stories about lights and, and brightness. Um, so I have no reason to doubt that and not believe that it's true, right? Mm-hmm. I believe everything is energy. Um, and that's something that I have experienced is that en- energy shift. Um, so I, I believe any, anything and everything is energy and it cannot be created or destroyed. And so it's just, it just shifts. Um, and one of my most favorite uh, writings, poems of all time is uh, let a physicist speak at your funeral or you want a physicist to speak at your funeral. And it talks about how uh, the energy has transformed and it's just less ordinary. So you're not a solid, you're not a person. It's just less ordinary. Um, and I have experienced that a lot. Have you? Yes. Yeah. A lot. And it just... And it just, I mean, it's just, it is literally like that. It's just like, you're not here, but you're here. You're everywhere, right? And you can just feel it. So absolutely. And it's lovely. It's, it's a, it's a very light, uh, loving energy. So I have, like I said, I have, you know, I've never been anywhere, but I don't have any reason to doubt anybody either. Yeah, exactly. It's just a knowing. It's just a, it is a feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'm so curious how COVID has affected this process for you. <laughs> lots, 
it has affected a lot. Um, I've done several uh, Zoom meetings Mm -hmm. with people. Um, Just in regards to, like you had spoke about some of the anxiety, Mm -hmm. COVID slapped people in the face with their mortality. Yeah, And so I think... Right. <laughs> I think that if people had more conversations with me and people like me and yourself and, and others um, just facing it, we wouldn't have panic bought toilet paper. Right. <laughs> oh, Kitty, we should just right? put a sign up at the toilet paper section. Cubs, right. Tanya and Tiffany. Right. Right. <laughs> it's okay. So, I mean, it has affected that. And then, of course, just like the practicalities, access to PPE, mm-hmm. uh, restrictions in facilities. Um, but I have spent the time developing a lot of online courses for people to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on um, like a youth and children's grief acceptance course um, and some other things. And I've done lots of interviews with lots of different people. I've been on the news. I've done interviews. Uh, I did a, a Zoom with Jenny, actually. Did you? Um, awesome. Herself and just other people, right? Just people are just really curious or I don't know if people are on Facebook more um, and they see a post um, because I'm big into, I, I just think we should face it um, deal with it. And if it's past, let's deal with it so you can move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So we do ceremonies, rituals, uh, kind of the natural part of, of stuff that I was talking about, um, developing those, the crystal work, everything. And then on the other side of my business, I am a Reiki healer as well. So I do Reiki sessions with people. Um, and so, I mean, like, yes, it has affected, but I don't think it's bad. I knew this was coming. I knew something was coming. I told everybody something was coming. I knew something was coming. I didn't know what it was, but I knew big things were coming. Right. So tell me more about that feeling. How, what did that feel like for you? The knowing that something was coming. Um, I, I can't explain it. I felt like, um, I felt like a calling towards home. So I just, I had a dream, my journal, I look back at my journals, I look back at my dreams and it's like, I had a calling towards home. So I needed to practice and figure home, go home, go home, go home. Um, All of my guides, everything pointed me home, right? And so I didn't know what it was and why I needed to learn these things, but I had dreams about my grandma. um, And I don't think they were dreams, but she was visiting me and she's like, you need to, she called me Tawny. She's like, you need to remember this stuff, Tawny. You need to, so she's teaching me all the herbs and the gardening and, and all of that stuff. She was a very, very resourceful woman. Um, provide and she was a healer too so these gifts are passed down right so but yes you need to remember this um and and just that that interest like that yearning to learn more and more and more and so I started taking you know more courses and, and learning more about crystals and learning how to use them and herbs and moon phases and, and all of that stuff so it just almost consumed me um because there was this huge um there was just like this huge push um, with every fiber that I needed to go home. And so then, you know, it comes the pandemic and I was just like, 
oh, that's it. Oh yeah. That's, that's what that was. That's what all that, that was. Right. Yeah. And so I was just able to, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I get tired of sitting in my basement, you know, working in my basement all the time. And a grocery store is, is not an outing. I don't care what anybody says. It is not not an outing. Um, but I think that it just allowed me to be, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that calling. And if I didn't have those practices, um, even my energy work, like I was wild. Like I thought when I was learning Reiki, I thought I would blow people up because I've been known to like blow up glasses and watches and, you know, dishes and stuff like that. So I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm going to blow people up. Right. So if I hadn't had all of that time to prepare, right. I don't blow people up. (laughs) But if I hadn't, right. If I hadn't had all that time to prepare, I don't know what would have happened to me. So I'm so grateful for that. Um, I'm so grateful that I had the sense to listen to my guides, um, my instincts. And it's just so interesting, the different things that I've done during, you know, COVID pandemic, right? Like I've done um, bundles for sage type bundles for purification, um, lots of gardening, which I've always done. I've discovered, you know, the healing properties made dandelion tea, you know, all of these things that um, have been passed down to me. That's my ancestral, right? They've been passed down to me. I've learned them. I know them. I know how to do those things. I know how to use them to heal. And so I've been able to share that with people. So it's good, right? It's been a year of of definitely uh, challenging times, but we needed it. I totally agree. I totally agree. And do you, would you say that you've seen a lot more people discover that they were actually here to be light workers this year? Uh, discover I think I, I don't know if more know. people yeah I don't know if people more people have discovered it um but I think there's been more like people comfortable with it yes so I don't know if there's more necessarily but I think more people are talking about it because yeah. there's so many signs yeah a lot right <laughs> you can't you can't pretend that it doesn't exist anymore and I think I think for the people that are that were hiding from it um and even I mean like I said I don't hide from it anymore but hiding and running from it so long it's like okay come like right you're here right Yeah. yeah exactly I am so grateful for this this episode and I I told you in our email conversations like my parents are getting up there and it's something that prior to this year and me having kids like I said I was very terrified of dying like even my parents dying like it was like I would just ball on the drop of a hat when I thought about it right and now there's just so much more comfort of course I don't want them to I, you never want them to, but I know I'm more comforted that there is something beyond here. And I'm also comforted to know that there's people like you and that just have an ability to bring comfort to families and the person that is in the death process, right? It is, it's a gift. 
You're going to make me cry. You're going to make my eyes leak. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a gift. I, I, I th- I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that I have that gift. I'm grateful that I have um, embraced what has been given to me. And I'm mostly grateful for all the connections that we have. So we're so, even though we're so far apart, our lives are so interconnected um, mm-hmm. and for a reason. Yes. I completely agree. Completely agree. Is there anything else that you are grateful for today, Tanya? I have a practice and I encourage everybody to, um, to practice this. Um, so I have a, just with everything, all the, everything that we have that's going on, there's so much. Um, I, I post every day on Facebook, something, anything, um, cause there's always something to be grateful for. Oh, and God. so <laughs> I live, you know, I live in Southern Alberta and we have crazy winds. Um, and I, was up half the night with this crazy wind, but on my walk this morning, um, I found a branch of pine that I needed to make a, a pine um, Christmas ornament thing that I wanted to make, right? And being respectful to Mother Nature, um, I, I can't just go and get it. I have to find it or be gifted these things. And so, you know, that was my gratefulness. I'm grateful that, you know, you get what you need when you need it. And I think no matter what, no matter our circumstances, um, you woke up this morning, you can find something to be grateful for and share it with people. Share your gratefulness. That's what, what, what we need. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. A (laughs) hundred percent. Well, thank you again. I am so grateful for you sharing with my listeners and with me um, what you do and just knowing that people can find that comfort in that time of grief or almost loss and then afterwards as well. Mm -hmm. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, so it's just my name. So just Tanya Wolford, Death Doula and End of Life Planner is on Facebook. Our website is deathpositivemovement.ca. And that gives an idea of some of the resources as well. Um, Another sharing is caring. I share resources on the page because um, you may be not comfortable about talking to somebody, but you might be comfortable clicking through. So there's a ton of resources on my page. We're updating it um, to brand new launch, probably mid-June. January with all of the um, online courses and, and all of that content will be added as we work through it as well. So yeah. Wonderful. Thank I'm going to go check it out myself. So thank you so much. Thank you again and have a great rest of your day. Thanks you too. We're going to have a good weekend. We are. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take care. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Trust me, I know from personal experience that the thought of it can make you just shut down that idea immediately. Where do I even begin? What equipment do I need? Will people even care what I have to say? What if I run out of things to say? The list of questions goes on and on. I had the questions too, so don't worry. And now that I've done the work and I'm still learning every day, I am ready to teach others that they can do it too and it doesn't have to be scary. I will be sharing more info over the next month on when my course will be launching, so please stay tuned. And if you have any specific topics you'd like to see covered in this course, 
please feel free to send me a DM and I'll be sure to consider it. If you want to use your voice to entertain, educate, or inspire others, you will definitely be interested in the course that I am building. It will have so much great content and have you starting your podcast in no time. Believe me when I say this, people want to hear what you have to say. So let's find your voice together and start your own podcast. Well, that is a wrap for another episode of Hard Beautiful Journey. Please be sure and come back next time. And until then, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Ms. Tiff Vaughn and Hard Beautiful Journey, as well as my website, tiffanyvaughn.ca. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.